should I do an intro or something, or what do you think? Should we just kick it? All right, well, I'll, I'll do a little intro. Hey, everybody, uh, welcome to this podcast for Real Live Talk. Appreciate you guys so much for checking out this episode. We're doing an impromptu episode. Uh, this episode is pre-recorded, and I'm sitting down with uh, my buddy, Zach, Zachary. Do you go, Zach or Zachary, what do people call you? These both? days, Zacharias, but um, ah. I also go by Zach, Zachary, hey, you, Weto. <laughs> hey, you. Yeah, all the above. <laughs> El Guero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about this in a minute, but uh, Zach and his family just got back to the U.S. of A. from an extended uh, period of time in Mexico, um, all around the nation of Mexico. And so, yeah, we'll 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 talk about that. We'll get some story and stuff. But um, but yeah, man, uh, Zach Hale, so good to see you, buddy. Like we we reconnected after like 16 years of not seeing each other. Elam, Elam, buddy floor buddies we were on the same floor freshman year and all that man so um yeah yeah 16 years yeah once an elamite always an elamite that's right that's right yeah you can't take the elam out of i forget it i don't know i was was trying to (laughs) my my brain is not working just so just so everybody knows um but but yeah man so i uh it's it's just it's been so good to like see you to reconnect with you i'm so glad like we're very new here like we've just been in this house for not even two weeks and then you and your family stopped by and it was just such like for me uh like a needed kind of break from all the craziness of moving and the busyness and stuff that that involves and just to kind of have some just fellowship has been awesome so i haven't articulated that to you yet but it was really cool that you guys came by and just really awesome to connect with you again and to meet your wife and your family. And by the way, this has been so good for my kids to have other kids to play with and stuff like that. They don't have any friends in this area yet for real. So yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Um, And we really appreciate you guys just inviting us in, in the midst of, you know, a big move and settling in. That's stressful time for a lot of folks. And, uh, but we're happy you're, willing to take the risk of inviting these smelly uh strangers <laughs> smelly strangers <laughs> well essentially you're straight after 16 years you're like well who is zach now i yeah. i don't even know <laughs> and you just got back from mexico so who knows i mean yeah, that's any, suspicious right there could happen yeah yeah but i <laughs> still smell like tacos but that's you're never a, gonna a get the tacos it's a good thing totally um so what's been like what what was tell tell us a little bit about the the trip why you guys went on this trip and just yeah we'll we'll get to maybe some specifics and maybe some uh, key moments and things like that that stuck out and stuff but uh you've been on this trip for just uh, about almost exactly a year almost now exactly. since you yeah. embarked on it and so yeah what's what's been going on well um Man, how how do you summarize all that? Um, I guess I always kind of um, had an adventurous spirit, and that never died away. And that's the short story of it. I found a way to do that with my family. But, you know, went to Bible school with you, Duke, Mm -hmm. and um, studied missions. Thought that's where my future was going to be. But life often takes a different course than you expect. Not that that's bad. It's just different. And... um, met my lovely wife ended up marrying her and 
we settled in. We had kids pretty early on in our marriage, and the recession hit, and then our life took a very conventional route. Uh, did my Elam internship down in Oaxaca, and uh, had a great time there, and thought, well, maybe I'll be back. Um, took a few trips in junior high to Baja, California, stayed mm. with some missionary friends of ours. That was very... Um, it impressed me a lot as as a young youth, you know, just seeing this foreign country. And I kind of had this romance of Mexico and just like, oh, I love this country. Everything's beautiful about it. And um, had that allure to come back. Mm. So, but, you know, that kind of took a back seat. Um, fast forward quite a few years. And I, I'm working in home health now as a physical therapist assistant, working with elderly folks, geriatrics, many people at the golden years of their life, as they say. And so that gets you thinking a lot about, mm -hmm. man, my life is short. It's going by quick. Um, and I just kind of had this desire. It's like, what about going back to Mexico? Or yeah. at that time, maybe not even necessarily Mexico. I was doing research and I hear a lot of talk about this Pan-American Highway and so I'm like what is this Pan-American Highway and found out that it's a road from Alaska clear down through North America through South America down to the very tip of Patagonia that's and I'm insane. like "Ooh, that's fascinating and I listened to some stories of people who do it over six years or people <laughs> who rush through on a motorcycle in like six months and uh, I was just fascinated by all these places. Latin American held, held this allure to me that yeah. I just, oh, man, I, I want to go check this out. And so I knew some big trip was on the horizon. I wanted to do this. But the last thing I wanted to do was to drag my wife and our three kids mm -hmm. kicking and screaming. So I knew I had to get the wife on board somehow. So it, it kind of simmered for a while. And I would just throw out random ideas to Jim. I'm like, Hey, you know, what do you think about just selling our house and um, <laughs> buying an RV and traveling the U.S. for a year or something? And, you know, totally normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know, normal things like that. And uh, she just kind of laugh at me and say, you're stupid. <laughs> and um, I'm like, okay, well, that's not happening. Mm -hmm. Hey, what about um, maybe we could hike the Pacific Crest Trail as a family, uh, Oregon, uh, Washington, California, this this whole long 2,000-something mm -hmm. plus trail. That's never happening. Okay, okay. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, I was working <laughs> on her. And I, I found out about these families who travel internationally all over the world now. Some of them are working online. Some of them are doing gap years. Mm. And so I'm like, She's got to get the idea that I'm not the only crazy one out there. So I look, I look up these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I just got to plow the soil a little bit more. And uh, so I look up YouTube videos. Hey, hon, check out this family. They're having fun. You know, they're doing these crazy cool things. And so I'd always talk about it, just hoping that someday she'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's sell our house and go on a midlife crisis together or something like that. And um, essentially, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Not exactly like that, but one night she's like, well, you keep talking about doing this crazy trip of some sort. But yeah. if we never set a date, we'll never end up doing it. And I was like, whoa. That open door this is, this is, i'm like <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance and yeah. yeah and she's like 
You know, I think it could be really cool. I just, I'm intimidated by the planning. It freaks mm. me out to do something like that. But if, if you want to figure out all those details and how we're going to do it, yeah, let's go for it. So we said, okay, roughly a year from now, um, let's try and go. That'll be our date. And we had a little bit in savings at the time. And we were kind of guesstimating how much we could save up within a year. Um, this was kind of during the whole pandemic. So we really weren't traveling much. We're pinching our pennies. Yeah. And we thought, you know, how much we want to sustain ourselves for a year. Mm -hmm. I think we, the minimum we want is a year. Um, and why, yeah. why a year? You know, I wanted more than just the two week vacation. Let's go to mm -hmm. Cancun or whatever. Um, I want to be thrown into new circumstances and situations yeah, for personal growth. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I had to drag my family along with that. But I knew I knew it would be challenging being gone that long of a period. But I knew it would it would result in pretty cool things. Did anybody try to talk you out of it? Like fam like <laughs> family or not to our face. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, generally, the family was kind of like they were used to me coming up with kind of wild adventurous yeah. ideas and kind of nodding and smiling mm -hmm. and be like, is Zach really serious? Are they really going to do this? Right. And, um, so I, at first I don't think people really took us seriously, but I'm like, no, this is something we, we got to do. And so usually, you know, what people hear about Mexico, if they don't travel there on a regular basis is just, Oh, the cartel stuff, oh, right. there's violence. And so that's the first things that come up. Is it mm -hmm. safe, you know, or, and we had done enough research. I'd been to Mexico enough to know that, okay, no country's perfect, but I don't think it's a huge, crazy risk if you take the right precautions to mm -hmm. travel in Mexico. And so that wasn't a concern of mine. So no one was like, no, you can't go. Um, and actually, most of our family were quite supportive of us um, following our dreams. And I'm super awesome. thankful of that because, you know, here we are saying essentially to – you know, our parents, we're going to be gone a year. You're not yeah. going to see us. You're welcome to come visit us along the way, but we're taking your grandkids too. And for, for them to be supportive of this dream of ours, it, it'd be easy for them to say, no, you shouldn't do that. Here's all the reasons why. Yeah. So I admire that a lot yeah. about our parents. That's very cool. I, I, cause I could kind of see myself like setting out and my wife's sitting off to the side here, by the way, but I could kind of see myself like, doing what you did and saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to take this on. But the fact that there's like a year that you guys are planning and saving money and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I feel like I could easily, and a lot of people in the, in that position could easily just allow anything to kind of come up and get in the way mm -hmm. and say, Oh, well we need to spend this money on this, or we need to do this instead. Or like, you know, you're, you're six months into that kind of planning process and saving process. And then you're just kind of like, do we really want to do this? And then you kind of just let the idea fall off or something like sure, that and sure. then end up not doing it or saying, we'll do it next year or we'll do it, whatever, and then pushing it off. So I really, really admire you guys for setting your minds to something mm -hmm. and doing something adventurous because a lot of people would say like, okay, well, you know, now I'm, I'm married, we have three kids and we have, you know, schooling and we have expenses and we have this life built and we like all these different things and all these different reasons or excuses not to do something and so i think it's a really powerful thing and a, and a really admirable thing that you guys uh first of all that you you know you, you weren't like 
overly pushy with it. You wanted your family to be mm-hmm. on the same page, right. particularly your wife in agreement, and you waited for that to happen. And yeah. and when that happened, it's you know you guys went for it and did something adventurous as a family. And I just think that's um, that's a really really just cool thing that again, like I think a lot of people in that same position would just you know maybe come up with excuses why it can't work or sure sure and yeah i mean we had our doubts sometimes leading up to that you know getting ready to rent out our house selling off things uh we're like you know do we really want to do what are we doing (laughs) is this just nuts or what but to me i i had a clear idea that um the greater risk was not going Mm -hmm. this was such a, a clear i I was kind of in a rut in my life to some degree. We didn't have a bad life. I had a great job. It was almost as if life had gotten too easy. Just like you said, Mm. Duke, you know, I I have a a beautiful wife who I love. We have three kids. I have a steady job. We bought a house. And when you find yourself in a a situation in life, when life is too easy, Mm. that's when a red flag should go up. Life is just too comfortable. And so many people, this is my theory, um, we need variety in life. We mm-hmm. need some kind of honorable challenge to pursue. Yeah. And if we don't have that, we stir up some kind of drama in our lives. Rather, it's a midlife crisis, you know, an affair, a new job, a sports yeah. car, you know, or just switching jobs to try to find mm-hmm. that fulfillment, m- moving somewhere else. Um, and I saw myself through some courses in my life, you know, if I, if I just stay stagnant, you know, I'm, I may go to a dark place. Mm. I, I wasn't seriously thinking of doing anything horrible, but I see my soul. I had this kind of adventurous spirit to do something, to yeah. challenge us and rock us out of our ruts. And I felt like I, my soul will gradually die and die and die. Mm. And I want to give my best to my kids and my family and everyone I know. Um, and I felt like if I don't do this trip, I'm going to get to the end of my life. And it's going to be harder and harder to go the longer we delay it. And uh, and I'm going to have regret and remorse. And I don't want to carry wow. that bitterness and say like, oh, I, I always wish I would have. And, oh, my family held me back or something like that. Um, mm. And I want to show my kids that they can pursue their dreams, their passions, even if it's challenging, you know. Lots of people say, yeah, you, you get, you do your adventures when you're young, you, you have your fun, then you get serious about life. You get married, mm-hmm. you have your kids, you have your job, <clears throat> your, your adventures take the backseat. Right. Right. And, and I agree with that to some degree, but to what degree each person has to figure that out themselves. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm like, I don't think I'm being unnecessarily risky by bringing my family on this trip. Um, to some people it may sound extreme, but with the right precautions, um, I think we're going to get more out of it than not. And again, working with elderly people, seeing my grandmother go through the later stages of her life and just telling the same stories over and over of her younger years, which were crystal clear to her and realizing that in our older years, we live more in the past than in the present. And I wanted this treasure trove of memories because if I live a full life, you know, 
I want this treasure trove of memories to go over in my head and yeah. tell these same stories with my kids and grandkids. Yeah, this one time in Mexico, we got stopped by the cops. It was crazy. <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, and so I wanted to invest in memories because we, I mean, with all the savings, it was tempting to say, hey, let's buy a, Put in a swimming second pool. house. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all those things are appealing yeah. to me too, but. The, the idea of going on an adventure with my family and just uh, building some memories was was definitely more appealing than that. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing. I love it so much, and uh, I think that's really cool. I was also thinking there as you were kind of talking about kind of being in that place where you get stuck in a rut in life, and when you start feeling like you felt that you know what life is just too easy, and when you're when you have an adventurous spirit like you have but you're not being challenged. I was just kind of thinking there for a minute. It's like, you know, if you're, and whether it's that kind of thing or whether somebody else relates to this um, in a different kind of a way, or maybe it's just, you know, I'm not living up to my potential or I'm not realizing the dreams that I have within me. I think what we naturally start to do is we can start to become bitter and we can start to really kind of make the people around us miserable. Because if we're not experiencing the goodness of of life or we're not you know experiencing the the fullness of what we think we're created for what we're designed for or whatever i think that we can very very easily you know it can start to just uh, affect us negatively and so you know what you did was uh, again for a lot of people something something extreme for everybody it's not necessarily like as extreme as uprooting of you know sure. your family for a year and going and and you know touring another country somewhere but whatever it might be i just i think that it's a really cool example of something that is kind of more on the extreme side to say you know what like we did this because we felt like it was the right thing for us to do as a family and even with all of the challenges and the obstacles and the barriers to overcome I, I think it just kind of points to something which is, you know, as an encouragement to, you know, somebody listening, just like don't allow excuses to get in the way and to stop mm -hmm. you from fulfilling your dreams. You know, sure. don't allow those. There's always going to be reasons not to do something. There's always going to be where usually there's going to be even outside sources and other people telling you why you shouldn't do something and comparing your situation to theirs or somebody else that they knew and when this didn't work out and why this didn't work out. And there's, it's so easy to just allow your dreams to kind of fall, fall by the wayside to get put on the back burner or whatever. But I just think that that's a really, really cool encouragement to, to say, you know, whatever it is, like take the steps necessary. And, and also like, you know, you, you weren't like, we're, we're going to leave tomorrow. It was like, no, we're going to plan this out. It's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. So whatever that is, but it's starting to kind of take those steps towards something, even, um, even taking those steps. Like, I, I'm curious, like when you, when you started to engage in that kind of planning process was even that, like, how did that feel? Like when you knew, like, this is something that we're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, what was that like? Were you just kind of like, antsy for a year or were you excited for you know during that planning process or what was that kind of like for you yeah i was i was super excited and stoked that my wife was on board um with the idea of doing this and so yeah th during the planning process i researched you know cool places to see you know at first we were th we loved this idea of going to south america um i've mm. never been there before 
but we knew, okay, we have about a year of savings roughly, and we want to come back with a little bit extra. <laughs> so we're not coming back completely yeah. broke and, and knocking on my parents' door. Hey, mom and dad, you <laughs> got moving room? in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so I wanted to be responsible about it. And uh, the bottom line is, hey, can I provide for my family? Mm. That's, that's n- priority number one. But I'd find out about all these cool places, and I had no idea how far we were going to go. But the idea of going to South America, I quickly dismissed that because I'm like, I would rather take my time, Mm -hmm. get to know each country pretty intimately than to just rush through and say, hey, we drove from Oregon to Patagonia, you know, toot toot. No, I, I want to really know. First and foremost, we knew we wanted to be in Latin America somewhere. We wanted to learn as much Spanish as we can. And so as we got into Mexico, we we just realized how amazing Mexico is Mm -hmm. and how big it is and diverse it is. And at the time, we were kind of thinking, well, maybe we'll drive down to Panama and then back up. Mm -hmm. Um, But the more time we spent in Mexico, we're like, we could easily spend a year here and still not even scratch the surface of everything we want to see. So we're like... Okay, let's at least do Mexico, and we later on went into Guatemala because we had to renew our our tourist visas. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was super exciting. But we purposely kept our plans loose because we wanted to leave room for spontaneity and just you know discovery. I I feel like if you're going on a trip and you research everything, you look at all the pictures and the videos, that steals something from the magic of, of first discovering mm. something. It's uh, some of the best things, uh, adventures I've gone on are when they're unexpected. And yeah. you just, you didn't know about some, but someone just told you about yeah. it and you discover something amazing. So we did a little bit of research, but we, we kept our plans pretty loose um apart from that and and also we wanted to go to spanish school so that was one thing we had to check off our list is we had to go back (laughs) and do some spanish courses in oaxaca at roca blanca which was totally worth it that's very cool how how do you feel like your spanish progressed Uh, over there Uh, before the trip, I was like, um, oh, yeah, in a year, I'll, I'll be like pretty close to fluent. Yeah. And, and then as time progressed, I'm like, I had this um, rosy outlook o- about Spanish that it was like, oh, the, it's the perfect language. It's way easier than English. and It makes more sense. Mm. And then we got into the nitty gritty in Spanish yeah. school. And I'm like, OK, some things are easier, like how Spanish uh, spelling, I think, is easier in Spanish. It's a phonetic language. But the grammar and the tenses and the conjugation, I'm like, then that that's way above English. That's a little more complicated for sure. And so I have a much more profound uh, respect for the language. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe after five years, <laughs> I can get close to that semi-fluency. I'm like, and, you know, I'm... I'm 37 now. I don't learn quite as quick as I used to. Right. I have to accept that. So I'd say my Spanish is intermediate. It's mm. I, I know just enough to get myself into trouble. So yeah, there you I go. can say a few things really good. Then the native speakers think, oh, this guy knows his Spanish. Then they just start rattling it off. And I'm, uh-huh. Okay, you know, I have this horrible yeah. habit of just nodding and smiling like I'm getting everything. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, that's what everybody maybe does. Maybe I caught 30% that's of that. That's what everybody does. I yeah. notice a lot of uh, a lot of uh, Mexicans do that too. 
<laughs> where you'll be talking to them in English and they'll be like, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. And then they're letting along. And then if you ask them, did you understand what I said? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We all, we all do that. We all do the same thing. We don't like sure. to, you know, I, I remember I could be in a conversation and once or twice ask somebody to repeat something. But after a while, it's just like, man, I don't, this person's going to get annoyed at me. They're exactly. going to, they're not going to want to talk to me. So yeah. after a while, you just kind of like pretend like you understand stuff, but yeah. 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 We, we were talking a little bit about this last night about how, you know, when, when we were uh, living in Mexico, one of the thing the, the thing for me that held me back in terms of learning the language was well there maybe there's more than one thing but one of the biggest things that held me back was just being self-conscious about how i sounded exactly and i think that if you can um uh and i imagine you probably because of your personality and your adventurous spirit you probably weren't as nearly as self-conscious as i was i would I, imagine i play it off like i'm not but <laughs> inside i'm like i just yeah you yeah. just you got to get comfortable sounding like a three-year-old, you know, and just yeah. as long as you can embrace being uncomfortable and feeling ridiculous, you're going to learn. Um, so that's a struggle for I, sure. I, th I think it's a great just point of life is that so much growth happens, whether it's learning or whatever it is, but so much growth happens when you're willing to make a fool of yourself, mm. like when you're just willing to, it's just kind of like that boldness that allows mm -hmm. you to grow or get to the next level quicker and yeah. for me that that definitely held me back when it came to speaking spanish because i was concerned i was always concerned about like not that i was saying something that didn't make sense but that i wasn't saying it the way that the person that that mm -hmm. that the people that i was with would say it like mm -hmm. i was mm -hmm. i didn't want to it was almost like they didn't know like i was pretending they, they didn't know i was a a a white person, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I wanted yeah. to fit in and, yeah, and I was, sure. and the more I got better, I think the more I became self-conscious because more and more, like I just didn't want to make mistakes and I didn't mm -hmm. want, I, I just didn't want this. So I was a little bit more self-conscious. And so I would hold back in conversation. And again, I just think it's, it's that thing. It took me longer to learn than I think it probably could have mm. if I was just willing to just kind of be more bold and make more mistakes and mm -hmm. just sound silly and you know, whatever. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, I think it's like that with, with anything. It's like, if, if you want to grow, if you want to learn, it's that willingness to kind of get yourself out of your comfort zone. Well, totally. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just like doing your first podcast, you know, you just got to hey, jump in. Is this in your first one? This is, yeah, I guess it is. All right. First one. Time, yeah. Yeah. First time, um, but <laughs> you're doing great. Yeah, hey, yeah, you go through it. Um, but yeah, I, I can relate to that. Just um, I don't know. I think people sense something when you're being your authentic self, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, practicing a language or whatever it is. And people tend to like you more. They can sense that you're being authentic. Like I would have conversations with some people in Spanish and I just know I'm butchering my Spanish, but I'm like, Okay, if I can just get my point across and they're understanding me, that's that's good. Mm -hmm. I've accomplished something. And more often than not, they'll say, "Your Spanish is excellent," you know, <laughs> because they're they're connecting with you as a person and um yeah, obviously I'm butchering it. I'm like, "Oh, they're just being generous," but the connection is the most important part. Yeah. The the I mean, it's good to work on perfection in language and whatnot, but if you can connect with people, I mean that's the point of language to connect. Yes. Yeah. The other thing that I found too is that 
people actually really appreciate the fact that you're trying, you know, and, and I didn't, I didn't, I think for me, like, I didn't realize that quick enough. Um, it's like, you don't, like you said, you don't have to be perfect. It's like people, people kind of honor and respect the fact, most people, <laughs> some people sure, just want to, sure. you know, bust your chops and make funny and stuff like that, just out of fun and, you know, whatever. And that's fine. But like for, but for the most part, people really, they, they respect it and it, it speaks volumes to them when you're willing. Cause I think they sense that, you know, they know, they see that you're not perfect at it or even great at it. And, and there's like a struggle yeah. there. But the fact that you're willing to try, it, it does, it speaks volumes to people. Yeah, which is definitely. Cool. That's been my experience as well, for sure. So you are back stateside. You still got a little bit of uh, traveling left to go, kind of still loosely just following, just seeing what's, what's where yeah. you don't even know where you're going to be tomorrow. Yet, you I never guess, know right? <laughs> what uh, Elamite is going to call you up or message you and be like, hey, swing by our way. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know, at some point, you know, been watching our savings just go down mm -hmm. steadily. We're staying within budget, and um, so everything's going to plan. We haven't had to go to the hospital too often. Um, we haven't been thrown in any prisons. Our family's staying together. So it, that those are yeah. my markers of success. You know, yeah. we <laughs> set the, the bar, bar really. <laughs> Don't go to prison. Yeah, still be married. Yeah, still be. <laughs> Come married back with all three back. kids. Oh, I you tell you that. though, you we, got an extra family member too that you we picked do. up along we, the way. We do. We we got a souvenir, um, a dog. Uh, he didn't need a passport to come back. It was surprise, shockingly easy to. Be, if you okay. guys want a cheap dog, I'm telling you, go south go to, of the border. Go to you could have you. Yeah. So my, yeah, my family, uh, they love animals. We had to rehome um, a cat, three bunnies, <gasps> and I think six hens okay Whoa. to to go on this trip so that was hard for them and they've always wanted a dog and i've always viewed a dog as kind of like the last straw if we had a dog before we left i, I don't think we would have left mm. it's just like because you know in the states these days a dog is like another yeah. child and we weren't ready to just take on my my kids want a dog my wife has wanted a dog for a while i i, I said at one point guys if we go to mexico maybe we can get a dog when we get back. Mm -hmm. And they took that as we're getting a dog. Oh in yeah. Mexico. Yeah. You can't say yeah. stuff like that, bro. You can't. And you can't I know. That. I know. I, I regret it. And so Ooh. every, you know, we're, we're camping a lot on this trip. Not, not the whole time, but a lot of camping. Um, and pretty much every campground, there's your designated camp dogs. It could be strays. They could belong to the owners. And they'd come and play with the kids. And every time the, the kids and the wife sometimes are like, can we keep them? Can we keep them? Mm -hmm. No, guys, that's funny. You know we're not bringing a dog from Mexico. It's going to complicate things way too mm -hmm. much. We already don't have enough space in the van. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, We won't be able to go into some places with a dog. It's just not the right timing. Um, so we, we've, we're camped in this isolated canyon, and next morning, sure enough, here comes a dog out of nowhere, no homes around, this shaggy-looking thing with leaves and sticks and burrs, you know, hanging onto its fur, and it's just running around all excited. And, of course, the kids start playing with it, and they start making comments, oh, let's bring it home, you know. Nothing I hadn't heard and then before. They, start, they give it a name, right? Yeah. They, well, they start calling. They, they start. Yeah, yeah. They feed it. And they, okay, 
then I'm like, okay, guys, we've been through this before. We're not getting the dog. We packed up. Uh, we started up this canyon, which had all these steep switchbacks. And I, they were extra kind of down and disappointed this time. Mm. And my wife, too. I'm like, she wasn't doing anything to help. She wasn't saying, no, kids, let's listen to your right. father. She was kind of like, well, <laughs> well. And on the way up, about six switchbacks up, I just – I was pondering everything that happened that morning, and I'm like, you know, I'm really outnumbered. I like my freedom to come and go, to travel easy, but what I like more is seeing my family happy, and of like, this dog brings them joy. And uh, I said, I pulled the van over, and I'm like, okay, guys, let's go back down there. There's no guarantee she'll be there, but let's check. We drive back down. We start hollering around. No dog. I'm like, well, I did my duty, you know. And uh, But, you know, they keep going on. Hey, doggy, doggy. And all of a sudden, they hear some barking in the bushes. And this dog, which had long, shaggy hair, already was tangled in the bushes on this hillside. Man. And so my older son, he, he crawls over to it, helps it get it untangled. And then the, the dog comes running back to us, just leaping and bounding like a puppy chow commercial. Yeah. Like it just knew we were coming <laughs> back. Oh, yeah. yeah. It just knew we were coming back. And I'm like, okay, I guess we have a dog. We'll figure out how to get it across the border and, you know, all that stuff on the way. So, But she's been a great dog, actually. Um, we named her Frida. And uh, she's actually quite well behaved, um, so I'm I'm glad we did. I I might even admit that I like her. You know, was that a Frida Kahlo reference? That yeah, she's Mexican. Yeah, totally. Yeah. She's a Mexicana, and so we're like, what's a good Mexicana name for this dog? And we went back and forth, and so we ended up on Frida. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. That, that's tough. We we um. We just moved from Alabama to Houston, and uh, we we had to rehome some pets as well. Well, pretty much. So we we had a very similar. I had a very similar story to that when we got we got a uh, a bunny, what a year and a half ago or something like that, and it was the same thing. It was like right before. It was like just before Mother's Day, and my my kids they they like to go to this pet store every once in a while because you can go and you can hold the bunnies. We didn't have any pets except for fish. You can go to this pet store and you can like hold the bunnies and there's these parrots that'll talk to you. And so like they get a little, you know, experience. So it's just something that every once in a while we go. I never want to go because I'm just like, because I know they're just going to pester me about buying a pet. They got to get their the whole fix, time. you know. <laughs> My wife loves to go. So she's always, it's like the same thing. Oh, like, she's yeah. always with the oh, kids yeah. like, come on, like. Come on, dad. Don't and be so the, we're yeah. going there and they've been talking about this bunny. They've been talking about this bunny. And the, um. You know, it was like this whole thing. And, and I and I was going in the store like I had flashbacks to growing up with my dad to where the same thing would happen with him. Like he'd be like, we're not getting a pet. And then we would like sneak one in to the house <laughs> and then like we'd hide it for a week. And then eventually he'd find out we had it and then he wouldn't want to take it away from us. So it was like very manipulative. <laughs> so I think I was just like that is like that retribution coming back around. But, yeah, we're standing there and there and. I don't know what it was. Just they had this twinkle in their eye that day. Like we're going to convince dad to give us a bunny. I'm like, we're not getting a bunny. We're not getting a pet. I don't want to. And it was, it was all. And then I, I picked up this bunny. Like we were looking at all the bunnies. I picked up this bunny and I literally picked up this bunny and I was like, Oh crap. 
That was like literally my response. Oh man! I was like, I'm gonna have to take home this bunny. There's that connection. It just happened, and they they were looking at this bunny. They liked it. They'd already like. That's why I asked you because they they named it quick. Like they start calling it. Yeah. I was like, that is not our bunny. And then I held it, and I was like, God, this is our stinking bunny. And we had to take the bunny home. And I loved the bunny. And of uh, course, we had to rehome the bunny as well. Uh, But we were uh, thankfully Denise was able to find a a good home for the bunny. We also we did this a few months ago because we thought we were moving sooner than we did. Uh, We had uh, outdoor cats that showed up. We had this cat that showed up. Greatest cat ever in my life. But she just would hang out outside and she would play with the kids and she was great. Um, and then she had kittens, mm. she had four mm. and they were awesome and they were fun. Like, it, you know, the, the kids really enjoyed them, but, um, and they were outdoor, but like we would feed them and take care of them. So we, you know, felt like, you know, we had to get a home for them and stuff. So we found a home for them and all of that. But, you know, it's the sacrifices yeah, you make for, it's the, it's the struggle. Yeah. It's the beautiful struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have, um, any kind of uh, sense right now, like having done this trip and I don't know, do you have any kind of a sense of what it was all for or maybe something that God was doing in you or why God, you know, led you to do this or, you know, do you have any kind of a sense of, you know, maybe what this was about or or what's going to come out of it or any kind of an expectation for, you know? Yeah, what it might no, look the, like going forward. In short, yeah, the story is not finished, and <clears throat> but I I say in the end, if all's that this is about is us just going and making some great memories mm-hmm. and learning a lot about Mexico and Guatemala, yeah. it's worth it. <clears throat> but if this transitions into anything else, I mean that's that's a bonus, and we're uh, as believers, we're definitely keeping our ear, you know out and and saying okay god what what do you want to teach us what kind of connections do you want to make on this trip and how do you want to nudge us and guide us um because there there is this connection i mean if i wasn't in love with the latin american culture before Mm -hmm. i'm definitely now and i'm like i'm trying to figure out how can we stay close to friends and family back home and somehow live in mexico and just embrace this culture and uh and that is becoming more and more of a reality for many people. The world's mm-hmm. getting smaller all the time with uh, the age of the internet, people being able to work from uh, wherever in the world, being able to fly anywhere at a moment's notice very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so the world is smaller. So it's, it's not impossible. Um, we've met a lot of people who live seasonally in Mexico too. And so that got our wheels turning. Could we come down here on occasion? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, my work, um, has been physical therapy again, helping elderly people and homebound people, uh, get out and make the best of their life. And that, that is a passion of mine. Um, and I, I'm trying to figure out, is there some kind of marriage of that and Mexico or the Latin American Mm -hmm. culture that can be made? And so, you know, I don't have all the answers and I, I keep thinking about it. Is this, some kind of ministry or nonprofit that we need to start, or maybe that's too ambitious. Are there other people out there that we could network with in, in making something like this happen? Um, so we're just open to anything. Um, in short, you know, we're going to go back home 
we got to start making money again sure. at some point. But um, I, I really don't want to settle into life as, as we knew it, which wasn't a bad life. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Um, mm-hmm. We had a good life, um, but there's, it's not over yet. This only mm-hmm. fuels the fire for, for further adventures of some sort. But I'm, I, I got to consider what are my own passions and desires and also balance that sure. out with the passions and desires of my family, sure. what God may be speaking to us as a family. And so um, if it was just up to me, I'd be like, yeah, let's jump around. The world is is a, a, a huge place. There's so yeah. many places I want to see. Let's explore this area and that. And um, but I don't know if my family wants that. Uh, this trip was challenging. And there were definitely moments where they're like, you know, six months would have been great, Dad. Uh, yeah. That would have been plenty of adventure. But again, I wanted us to wrestle a bit with, with that being away from home, being out of our comfort zones. And it was yeah. positive. So I'm, I'm open to whatever God wants to whisper or nudge us into. Mm-hmm. Um, but having the big picture, I, we don't have that. Sure. And some days it's really frustrating because I'm like, okay, I got to solve what our future is going to look like right now. And mm-hmm. what I hear um, God kind of reminding me is like, Zach, enjoy this moment. You're, otherwise, you'll be robbed. If, you, if you're constantly thinking of, I got to figure this out. How's the future going to yeah. look? Then you're robbed of living in the present and you, you can miss your whole kid's childhoods uh, yeah. if you live that way. So well, I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm learning as we go yeah. and saying that, hey, things are going to work out OK, even if we don't have all the answers. That's man. I, I really believe that um, that God is going to in the season, he's going to make it very, very clear to you, um, you know, where he's going to allow you to see and it. And it might not be right away but where he's going to allow you to see why, like why this happened, like, like why you, you took this trip other than the fact mm. that it was something that you just, you wanted to do. It was just mm. something mm. that was in your heart because, and you were talking about this. I think last night you were, you were talking about how God will often uh, work through the desires of our heart, you know, that he, he'll often use the, the desires and the things that we're passionate about. I mean, what, you know, we, I think we forget about this because we, we get afraid maybe that we're going to end up being flaky or doing something that's more so conceived in our mind. But the thing is, uh, and it's not always that, I mean, there's very, there's, I mean, God is definitely really good at speaking clearly and making things very clear and giving us clear cut instruction and direction. But I think that it's also reality of the nature of God. He designed us. He created us with a certain kind of personality Mm -hmm, and passions mm -hmm. and desires and things in our heart, you know? And so it, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's abnormal. I think it's, I think it's a normal part of the way the kingdom of God works is for, um, the Lord to work in conjunction with the things that we're passionate about. I think a lot of times we're passionate about things because he's inspired us that way. He's put certain things within us. And so not that, you know, it's not this total thing in life of, of like, like just just be led by your passions, just be led by your heart. I think there's, mm-hmm. I, I I think we can take that too far. I think people Certainly. do take that too far. Yeah. But I think that there is a a definite reality of that where, um, God will use the things that you're excited about and you're passionate about and those desires of your heart, those dreams that you have. My my encouragement to to you guys is, 
like as you kind of, you know, you've still got the end of this journey and soon you'll be head, heading, uh, you know, back home and kind of maybe at least for a season getting back to what you call a, like a mm-hmm. normal semblance mm-hmm. of life. And mm-hmm. as you said, but um, I would just, I would just encourage you to like, like dream, keep dreaming with God through this process. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you said like there's some maybe new des- desires or ideas of things sparked of, you know, how you can marry these two worlds of the things that I, I love. Like I want to help, you know, people in, in the health field or, you know, get resources that maybe they don't have access to or something like that. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, just these different things, the, the things that you're, that it may seem like kind of like a swirl of different things of like, oh, I, I'd like to do this, but I could also see this and that and that. And it might not necessarily be like pick one thing and that's, what it's got to be. Mm-hmm. It, it, it might, it might be a conglomeration of things. It might be way bigger than even what you're thinking about now. So, and so just continue to, to dream with God and allow him to expand those dreams. Cause I think that sometimes we, we make the mistake of thinking and dreaming too small. And mm-hmm. I, I think that the fact that you went on this trip, this journey, this adventure with your family, um, it, it's like, I think that God is using it, has been using it to, um, at least in part, to allow you to see a glimpse of, you know, what's possible, what he's capable of, what you guys are capable of as a family. And uh, I just think that, like, when you get back home, um, if you'll just continue to, you know, continue that process of kind of dreaming with God and allowing those dreams and those desires to incubate on the inside of you, um, that he's going to take it like even further than awesome. You could imagine right now, you know? Awesome. Yeah. We're wise words. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah. We, and we love just hearing from other people who have experiences in different ways. And, um, there's a lot of wisdom there and just weighing those things. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I totally agree, dude, that sometimes we get this idea that, we can't be in God's will unless we're like suffering in some way, mm. you know? <laughs> and, uh, well, there is some suffering at times. Sure. I mean, yeah. God never sugarcoats it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's challenges, but I don't believe that that's gotta be the norm for, for mm-hmm. serving God. Like you said, uh, God puts these passions and desires that are unique in our life. And again, if you just say, oh, yeah, follow your bliss, you know, that that sounds good. But yes, that can be dangerous, too. And Mm -hmm. there were times when I'm like, you know, am I just being really selfish here? Is this just what Zach wants? Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I didn't want to drag my family on that. I I had to at least have them on board. And there's been times when I'm like, man, maybe we could have done more for the kingdom of God, just donating this money uh, to some Mm -hmm. charitable causes and uh, just keep on doing this. Um, so I, in some ways, maybe it was selfish, but um, it challenges us to grow. We've learned a lot. We don't see the big picture and, and what this may sure. or may not turn out to be. Um, so that's something we, we wrestle with a little bit, and, and that's okay to wrestle with those things. We so often we we want to make sure or guarantee we're going to be successful before we start any endeavor 
whether it's a marriage or having kids or starting a job. And it is good to count the cost to kind of weigh, what am I stepping into here? Yeah. But if we wait for the perfect circumstances, then we rarely do anything in life mm-hmm. and your whole life will be wasted away just waiting for it. So there's got to be some balance there yeah. for sure. And we were just saying, okay, maybe, maybe this isn't God's will doing this trip, but we kind of stepped into it saying, God, if at any moment this isn't your will, guide us or redirect us, yeah. we can go home early, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so just always being willing to say, okay, God, steer me, guide me. Um, and I believe, yeah, God will use the the passions of your, your heart, those God-given interests, if they're not in direct contradiction to his will. Yeah. That's always <laughs> been my thing. Yeah, as long as we can keep yeah. our family together. What's that uh, Mother Teresa quote? Um, if you really want to change the world, go home and love your family. Mm. You know, um, that's great. it's something along those lines. And uh, so that's been priority number one is that <clears throat> we stay together. We take care of each other. And if we can bless some people and make yeah. positive interactions along the way, hey, that's that's a <laughs> bonus for sure. That, that just it reminds me of something that I absolutely love that I heard from a, a, a Bill Johnson message that was like years ago, like probably at, at least t- 10, 12 years ago. Um, but he was talking about um, this verse from uh, Matt, it's Matthew 10 verse 8 or 8 verse 10? I'm going to say 8 verse... Ah, man. Anyway, but it's uh, where he's sending out his disciples to go and minister. Mm-hmm. And he says, mm-hmm. he sends them out saying, um, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you've received, freely give. And, uh, and anyway, I was, it's this Bill Johnson message. And, and he, was, he was talking about, um, he's like, this is the call for all of us, like for all, for all believers. Like mm-hmm. this is what God calls us to do. Cle- heal, um, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was like, you know, and so young people come up to me a lot. And uh, they'll ask me, they'll, they'll be like, oh, uh, you know, Pastor Bill, I, uh, I, 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 I got to figure out, um, you know, what, what God wants me to do with my life. And it's like, well, um, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you've received, freely give. It's like, no, 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 yeah, I, I get that. But I mean, like, like, what am I supposed to do for a career? Um, well, do you want to have a career? I think so. Okay, we'll get a career and then heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you've received. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, along the lines of do I get married? Do I not get married? Well, do you want to get married? Yeah, I'd like to get married. We'll get married and then heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. Right? And, <laughs> and so I get it. That's an yeah. oversimplification sure. of what this is. But at the same time, I, I, I love the heart behind it because it's like so often we over spiritualize what the next steps are. So much so that we miss out, as you said, on the beauty of the moment mm. that we're in. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, you know, I, I really, I mean, and, and I think there's tension here because I really believe that God wants to give us clear instruction. I believe he's clear the way that he speaks. I, you know, I believe that we can learn how to hear his voice. You know, we can grow in that and we can learn how to hear his voice more and more clearly. So I, that's something that I'm very passionate about. But at the same time, God's not so rigid and strict with our lives that he's like, do it this way, like, and, and it's like this, and if we don't get it just right, we're going to ruin everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that we mm-hmm. can approach God, and we can approach life, and whether it's ministry, business, family, whatever it is, we can, we can approach it from this way where we, feel, we can think that God's somehow trying to control us, and if we miss, if we miss, if we don't get it just right, 
then we're going to end up on some deviated path and mm. we're not going to get to God's plan yeah. for our lives. God is so good at taking the things, even when we've missed it, even when we went out and we went out on a limb and we sawed off the wrong branch and we felt like he's so good at, at just catching us and catching us up to destiny. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And even I think like, even when we're, when, when we're making an effort to pursue God and taking steps where it's like, God, my desire is to respond in faith. Mm -hmm. And so I'm my, like I might make a mistake, but if I'm making a mistake, leaning into what I believe you're saying to me, mm -hmm. I just trust that you're good enough to catch me sure, and to, sure. and to rectify it and to make it clear. And so, you know, that's not to say, well, just blatantly just do what you want when yeah, you know God's yeah. saying something. No, but I'm just saying there's, as you said, like there's this leeway, there's, there's margin, there's room, there's room for error when you're, when you're, you know, uh, someone might get mad at me for saying that, but I think there's room for error when you're, when you're, practicing following God, when you're learning how to hear his voice, you're learning how mm -hmm. to be led by the spirit. And, you know, at the end of the day, I really do believe what you said that he wants you to enjoy the journey. He wants you to enjoy the process. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even if it's not always smooth. I mean, uh, there's something about the struggle. I think if our journeys are, are, are too smooth, um, we have a way of stirring up our own trouble, you know, <laughs> there's human nature somehow has this capacity for drama. Mm. And if we don't have worthy drama or worthy causes to struggle with, um, humans just stir up their own drama in life. Yeah, so <laughs> stir up some positive that's drama so for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, that's so good. Um, Denise, where are we at as far as time? 53 minutes is that close enough is that close enough to an hour you're, you're we can expert. we can go we can uh we can start <laughs> wrapping this up man i i appreciate you so much thanks for this was um totally just impromptu uh sprung this on you at the last minute and uh, i was just like man you're here and i i was originally thinking uh man i'd love to interview um or, you know chat with zach about his trip and uh, all of that. And I was thinking, you know, after you got home, we could do it. I usually do this by video chat, mm -hmm. but then I was like, Oh, but he's not going to be home maybe for a little while still. And so we'll, yeah. we'll figure this out, but yeah, let's just set it up and do it. So, but I appreciate yeah. you, man. Thanks for sharing. Hey, no, it's been awesome. I get to check that off the, the life list there, uh, sit in on a podcast at some point. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's awesome what you're doing. Just sitting down and having realistic conversations, um, can be so rich and it's it's mm. an interesting world we live in now where we can have access to to all these things and to share them and have discussions about them um it, it can contribute a lot to growth so yeah, I, I think it's definitely worthwhile and uh, it's awesome to be a, a small part of it that's awesome yeah. well i appreciate that man and uh i guess we're gonna go grab some dinner yeah. something always ready for some dinner. oh by the way zach woke up at the crack of dawn, <laughs> hard to the store, yeah. got some food, fixed us breakfast. Awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. So there's you saved a life today. Saved we've, a, we've had an adventure since it, you've been it here. It was right? an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, no, it was, it was the least I could do. I, I appreciate you guys taking us in as, uh, you know, like, like I said, we're doing this, we're kind of winging this trip or some, some days we just feel like we're a homeless family. The, the, the joke 
the joke used to be that, you know, if you don't live your life right, you're going to live up ending in a band down by down the river. Down by the river, yeah. yeah. Now, if you live your life right, you could end up living in a van down by the river. And so it's like, wow. I, so we're somewhere in between there. Either we've really messed up or we're doing something awesome. I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's been way cool. Um, but yeah, and another quote. These quotes just keep coming back to me. I think it was Benjamin Franklin. He says, guests and fish are the same. After three days, they start to stink. So cooking breakfast this morning is just like you, you don't want to start to stink too fast. So you gotta you gotta contribute in some creative way, you know. You also wash the dishes. Um, oh, made us man. coffee, good coffee, hey, at least tw- twice, a couple times already. It's the least we could. Do. And I actually feel more comfortable when I when I can contribute somehow with staying with guests or whatever and. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, that's another thing. It's like we we so many times, I mean, you guys are still in the process of unpacking. You, you, you're freshly here. And I, if I was in that situation, I would have been very tempted to say, the timing isn't good. We got to get mm-hmm. the house settled before we can entertain guests, um, especially people coming fresh from Mexico like Zach <laughs> and Gemma. Um, Who so knows we, we got to be prepared for this. But um, – and that's my problem. I love the idea of entertaining guests, but mm-hmm. I'm so quick to to make excuses. All oh, the house isn't perfect. My kids aren't the best behaved, and and you can say that, and your whole life can go away, and you miss out on community and connection. Yes, but willing, being willing to embrace the messiness and like, okay, we don't know how this is all going to work out, but it's worth it. Connecting with humans, especially in the age of the internet, where we're we're trying to connect digitally, but mm. it's nothing takes the place of connecting with people face to face. It's just pure communication and interaction. And, and so I, I'm really thankful. I, so I dig it, even though it's, it's work sometimes connecting with people. It's so worth that struggle. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Community, man. It's so big. It's so important. Like having, having fellowship, having that face-to-face community and like people that you, people that you do life with, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so important. Like it's so much of life. And I think it's so much of the heart of God, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's being in relationship and connection with people. And as you said, like, it's not always, it's not always, sometimes it's messy. Sometimes it's, Certainly. I think that it is something that moves the heart of God when when you have to like when you have to make a sacrifice for the sake of fellowship to to sacrifice for the sake of of being in in community you know what mm-hmm, I mean mm-hmm. and it is a sacrifice you know it, it's especially today with as you said yeah. it's so easy like it's so easy for us to have the sense or the 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 notion that we're connected Mm. because we're we're connected i mean we're more connected than ever before i mean you know everybody on here has at least 500 facebook friends you know what i mean like it's like you we're more connected there's probably thousands of people that you're loosely connected to but you but as as much as we think that we're connected like we can be so disconnected because it's so easy to hide when it's impersonal mm-hmm. like that and so just mm-hmm. like the up close 
personal. Um, you know, a lot of people lost that during the the pandemic. Like that was a big deal. You yeah. Know? Uh, a lot of people lost. It's kind of it's it's still like I don't know. Like when I like a- approaching people sometimes like i'm not sure like are they into hugging like is it a thing because for two for like two years it was there was there was distance for a lot of people and it's like you know people i I think a lot of people are are not some people never lost it some people never changed anything about about how they did things and and that's that's great too but Mm -hmm. you know it's it's kind of that thing like some people um lost that inter you know personal you know, those interactions, the closeness. Totally. And it's kind of been, a, I think, a gradual process for, yeah. for a lot of people to kind of, like, make their way back. But right. it's it's worth fighting for. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it was, as a society, I think we've all, to some degree or other, become more reclusive. Yeah. You know, and so the, those, those positive interactions just, you know, going to coffee with someone, you know, going on a jog with a neighbor, just, it it doesn't have to be anything really elaborate. You don't have to have people over to your house or anything, but it it becomes all the more special and Mm -hmm. all the more important, the longer we've been separated from good, positive community, um, we become starved for it. And so we, we need that. And yeah, it takes work just like preparing a good meal. You know, you want a good, healthy meal. It's going to require a little labor and love mm-hmm. putting into that meal, but it's going to reward your body in the long term. Yeah. Community takes the same thing. You know, it's a little work. It's a little awkward. Do we come in for the hug mm-hmm. or not? Yeah. Um, but in the end, you, you're so glad you did it and you're better for it too. Yeah. Amen. Well, thanks again, man. Appreciate you, bro. Equally. Um, Igualmente. Let's, <laughs> Igualmente. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, let's get out of here, get some food. Thank you guys for stopping by, for taking the time to check Thank out you. this episode with Zach, Zachary. Zach, I, I already, Zacharias. Oh, Zacharias. Zacharias. Bueno. El Guero. <laughs> uh, <laughs> My Mexican brother now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys uh, for being here. Appreciate you so much. Um, yeah. Hope you guys have an awesome day. See you for a future episode. Love you guys. You're the best. And uh, thanks again, man. Awesome. Bye, everybody. <laughs>